to Sheffield Hotcast, um, April 2012. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what April 2012... Uh, that's my favourite year of all time. The Olympics were just about to happen. In April and, 2012. And this country... Let's pretend pre- it's April 2012. With pre-Brexit, it was all about gold medals. Brilliant. And we've ended up with this shite, haven't we? <laughs> I was going to just edit this, but... All right, let's go with it. And me and Jim were less than a week away from our wedding. Oh, you see. What a beautiful, oh, innocent yeah. time that was. <laughs> so you were... They'd I... not even kissed each other at that point. <laughs> I had a bit of hair left then and everything. It was... Lovely times. Unfortunately, well, when's the Premier League then? In 2012. Yeah. No, but we'd only been out of the Premier League for 13 years. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, that long yeah. ago. Uh, it is unfortunately actually April 2019. Um, we are sat in Laura's kitchen because this is our beer cocktail special. We talked about it a tad drunkenly at the end of uh, last month's episode. So this is going to be something quite special. We'll run through kind of how it's going to work in a bit, but let's start. The only way that we know how, which is with beer of the month. Uh, Adam, what's yours? Mine is Sion Craft Brews Maiden 2012. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the last year. 2018. Uh, so it's um, a barrel-aged barley wine blend, 11%. Really super smooth. Not something I'd usually kind of go for, but they did like a special launch of it at the Rutland with some really nice glassware, which I was just saying that I didn't steal. <laughs> you thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it, but, you know, I've got lots of friends there, and I thought, that's not, that's not very nice to do, so I didn't steal it. But, yeah, really good beer. Um, good call. Yeah. Uh, beer Central, Sean. Um, with a little nod and shout-out to uh, Jeff from Corrupted Brewery, my second favourite of the year was his um, rhubarb quince and crab apple saison. Uh, really excellent. But I'm just going to go plain and simple. Salopian cashmere IPA in can. It, it is just perfect for me. Absolute perfection for me. Here's the weird thing. I bought a can of it on your recommendation. Yeah. And I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was amazing. <laughs> Well, what's weird about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. What, 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 what did you love about it? Uh, it's um, full of flavour, so easy, so consistent, and um, it for my palate, uh, 5.5%, so the alcohol doesn't blow your, your lid off. It's just perfection. Okay. I think I, I had it on um, Sunday night after a weekend in Germany. Now, yeah. I don't know whether that was a bad time to have yeah, it. It would have been okay to have it after um, a lot of But I just found it um, just a little just a little too, um, almost a little bit too tasty. Just <laughs> tasty. Like too, too oh, hoppy. Right. Just I think you're too... coming back on side here, James. You're yeah. drifting towards you enjoyed it here with this. Too tasty. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> too hoppy yeah right uh, just like oh, some, you get it sometimes with like some of the verdant beers and some yeah, of the real hoppy things it, it was just a little bit like right. it's just a bit too much for this I right. don't know if it's because it was Sunday night yeah yeah you know, maybe I just needed a glass of water yeah. to is get it, to bed is it a bit old school or a chamomile yeah. tea well, well, more bitterness yeah more bitterness perhaps yeah, that, that might just be yeah, yeah. Juicy James is not yeah that's it I think that'll nail it too much 
what, what, just in future, what, what night would you try it on in future? Uh, if not well, Sunday night, would you would you go Thursday, maybe? No, I, I, well, I think it's probably a Friday night. Beer, <laughs> right, right. Game I on. mean, uh, Disco. I'll, I'll, I'll get another can, I'll give it a try on a Friday, I'll, I'll report back next month. Uh, my beer of the month, I've had loads of decent stuff actually this month, um, but I'm going to go um, southwest, and it's not a particularly new beer actually. I'm going to go uh, for a Daya beer, because um, I've had quite a bit of their stuff in the last month. I've actually got a can of Eye of the Duck in the fridge, which I'm pretty certain I picked as beer of the month one month last summer or something off the back of um in the uh off the back of um what was it? what's the thing in Manchester <laughs> we went to? Um Indie Man. Indie Man, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I, what's wrong with me today? <laughs> um so um, I've got a can of that in the fridge, but I've not drunk it yet, so obviously I can't have it as beer of the month. So I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> Steady Rolling Man, which is uh, five points. For similar reasons as you went for your, Sean, mm. 5.2%. That, that is juicier It, than it is a pale ale, but yeah. it's got plenty of taste going yes. on. But it's still kind of quite gentle and quite drinkable, yeah. actually. I think it's a really good, nice, balanced beer. So that's um, that's mine. One of uh, Laura. whole release um, session yeah. Pales out of any of those breweries mm. going at the moment. It's, it's yeah, it's good. It is good. Just to clarify that voice you heard after the word Laura was not me, although I do have a cold and I'm slightly husky. It was uh, Laura's glamorous assistant who uh, we'll introduce in a moment. Uh, so, my beer of the month, uh, we went on an impromptu trip to Buxton um, a couple of weekends ago. Uh, Jim's parents were going for a night of culture at the opera. Uh, had two seats in the car, so we joined in and along we went to go and drink beer. Uh, we ended up, uh, absolutely love the Red Willow Bar. I think it's probably my favourite bar in Buxton now, but uh, not my favourite beer in there. That was in the ever-trusty Buxton Tap. Somewhat predictably, it was a soft serve. And it was the Buxton Omnipolo uh, Blueberry Frozen Yoghurt Beer with soft surf and it's just so delicious it's like drinking a fruit sorbet I've still never had that beer and actually had a can of it in my hand at the weekend and didn't buy it Ugh. am I an idiot? yeah no alright I'll tell that I'll tell <laughs> that um, alright so your glamorous assistant for this evening and helping you in the uh, in the uh, in the cocktail making your um, assistant mixologist uh, is Jim uh, from Abbeydale Brewery. Um, Jim, have you got a beer of the month? Um, for me, it's um, St. Miles of the Deserts. It's the, the Jackdaw. Um, it was one of those beers that was pouring at um, Indie Beer Feast and all the rumbling when we were working behind the bars and stuff, all the rumbling between the brew staff and the who were working and all the people, and all, but quite a few punters as well were, was like, go and drink this, go and drink this. It's got a mixed fermentation... Uh, like a multiple yeast, um, pale ale at seven point three percent, but it's just easily so easily drinkable, and it's um, it's hopped with with um, Hallertau Blanc, which is a German hop that's kind of very similar to um, Nelson Sovin, and it's just beautifully hoppy. It's wonderfully balanced, and it's just this kind of really nicely yeast led, but still. Um, hoppy mm-hmm. pale ale mm-hmm. and for seven seven point three, it's just could throw it down your neck which sounds good beer. all good choices yeah. apart from Sean's uh, right so uh, beer, I'm kidding I'm kidding don't look at me like that 
beer cocktail special. Um, so this is how it works. So we've got four beer cocktails, but we're going to have like the beer on its own first. Then we're going to try the beer cocktail version afterwards. I'm saying we a lot there because this is very much the brainchild of Laura. Kind of tell us about where you've got your inspiration from for your creations this evening. <laughs> well, firstly, I'm slightly winging it on a couple of them. Uh, I'll just say that before we start. But it's something that I've always been really interested in. I like food. I like beer. I like whiskey. I like gin. I like all sorts of different things. And I like cocktails. And I just like playing around with flavours. I think it's something that Jim's brought into my life quite a lot is that, um, you know, you can identify common flavours, flavours that will work well together um, and complement each other and put them together. And I thought if it works in a cocktail with other kinds of alcohol, why not beer? Um, and I know it's quite a divisive subject. I think we well, might have a sceptic. Well, beer is too. beer, love, and you should right. leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, especially with the kind of different ranges of flavours that you get in beer now, a lot of them do lend themselves quite well to cocktails. So um, at least one of them uh, tonight, I think, sounds more like a cocktail ingredient than a beer almost. Uh, but then I've tried to do a little bit of uh, playing around with... Um, more sort of straightforward beers um, which should mean that if you like the idea you should be able to find something similar to try them at home yourself so to clarify when we say beer cocktail this is mixing beer with spirits and other things that you would normally make a cocktail with yes but with beer in as well it's not mixing different beers together to see what kind of happens no, either way, I think it's fair to say that Sean's been less than receptive to this idea. Well, I, when I made you mention spirits, I've, I've gone to not a seance. <laughs> <laughs> My palms are on the You've table, the board, <laughs> shall we call? <laughs> shall we put a call out? <laughs> so you said that beer is beer and should be left alone a minute Well, uh, very obviously it should. Um, um, beer should taste of beer. Beer is beer. And it shouldn't be uh, um, messed about with. But this, this <laughs> I am, I am, I'm trying to play a character, aren't I? Really? <laughs> I'm trying to play a character that I'm not really qualified to play, other than by saying love. That's that's the only <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but uh, you're going it's hard, not, hard Brexit it, tonight. Uh, the the uh, um, yeah, we should have left last Friday, shouldn't we? Uh, <laughs> the um, the idea at the start. Uh, the last half hour has, has um, drifted me back on side because I honestly thought this was going to be a mix of beers. So I thought it was going to be four beers poured into a glass and we'll call it a beer cocktail. I honestly did think that. Sean, so, so little. So, so, no, so to, to, to now see what we've got in front of us um, is, um, is more exciting than I imagined I might be half so, an hour ago. So, um, love, love. <laughs> let's let's talk about the the first um, invention that we've got tonight. So, Laura, tell us about the beer, and then tell us about the cocktail version of it. Okay, so can I do it the other way around and talk about the cocktail first? Of course, you can. Yeah. So um, it's a twist on a margarita, um, and it's a twist on what's called a grand margarita because I couldn't find any triple sec in the supermarket, so we're using Grand Marnier, which apparently makes it a grand margarita. Um, and 
This actually uh, began life as a bit of a play on words um, in that the first time I drank one of these, we'd just been to Barcelona, where they where in, they call IPAs Epas. So I thought, I'm going to make a margarita. Margarita? So it's a margarita with IPA. Very good. Um, I... Don't think the mar- the IPA replaces an ingredient. It's just an addition. Uh, but by picking something uh, pretty, um, it's a it is an IPA that I've selected here. It's not, um, you know, it's not a New England IPA or anything too out there or outrageous. It's a straightforward, tasty IPA which should, in theory, uh, work well with the orange notes in the Grand Marnier. It just gets a bit of a boost from the tequila and the lime as well. Um, the beer that I've gone for, I also thought would be a useful discussion point, mm. uh, given recent events. Uh, so I went for Cannonball from Magic Rock. So this is probably a beer that we've all had before, mm. probably not as part of a cocktail. Um, so um, are we going to do, we'll do the beer first. Um, and it is a, a good, um, Adam, if you want to be in yeah. charge of uh, pouring that. Pouring um, just... <laughs> it is a good time to talk about it because Magic Rock obviously been in the news quite a bit this week um, because how Sean you probably know the official phrase in this how do we describe it is, is it investment or is it uh, it's a full takeover yeah right. 100% um, takeover so it's not investment uh, in uh, I'll be the term okay so it's um, an Australian company uh, Lion yeah okay. who have got interests in Australia but I think a parent owned by an outfit in uh, Japan or so, yes. certainly somewhere in the Far East. Lion own Little Critters in Perth. Um, I've heard they own, also own Castle Maine. I'm not sure whether that's, uh, that's oh, right. sure or not. And, and they, they bought Four Pure in the last six months, didn't they? Probably four, five, six months ago. Right. Uh, again, wholly, wholly purchased um, Four Pure. It's worth mentioning, by the way, we're starting nice and gentle on, was it 7.4? <laughs> 7.2? <laughs> Nice gentle, nice gentle way to um, to start things off. Um, so, um, oh, my uh, we've not. This is not a good start because Sean's just still out of beer. We've got all kinds of beer fighting going on here. Stole it to me though, so I'm alright. Yeah, I, I, I've got to. It doesn't point out that I didn't steal it on behalf of myself. Well, uh, I like Sean was a than he thought it was beer, and obviously because he's driving, he's brought it straight into me. <laughs> it's my house, it's my rules. It's going so well. Uh, so there has been, there's been a little bit of a backlash um, in the way that we saw with uh, Beaver Town. There's been a, a bit of a backlash about the Magic Rock thing. Um, Jim, Laura, I'm quite interested what you think. Obviously, there's people that, that are very closely involved with a... a Brewery, I guess you kind of see all sides to this, yeah, and I'm sure you've both got you know good friends well. up yeah. at Magic Rock as well. Yeah. Um, what 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 are your thoughts? I haven't actually spoken to anyone who works there um, since the news of the takeover. Um, I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it, much as I absolutely love working for a brewery that is as fiercely independent as Abbeydale is. You know, the people who set it up are still very much there at the forefront and keen to see it thrive for what it is. And a big part of its identity is that individuality and independence. But then, at the same time, I can see if somebody came up to you with a cheque for a massive sum of money yeah. and offered to take a lot of the kind of pressure of owning a brewery, because it is massive, 
off your hands, then I can see why that is something that is very tempting. As a business decision for the for the owners and the and the senior management staff, it is a no brainer. For uh, the lay customer, it's good in the short term. I think because we're going to start seeing Magic Rock being in pouring in more places because it's going to be on more distribution channels to more more pubs and bars that you wouldn't normally see Magic Rock beer in. Yeah. But at the same time, it's that's pushing out the the independent breweries and forcing them to 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 squeeze margins that it isn't particularly possible to squeeze when you're on a yeah. when you're on a smaller scale. But it's it's a business decision at the end of the day, and there's still plenty of other beers. If you don't want to drink multinationally owned beer, it's not like all the rest of it's gone yeah. yet. Yeah. But I think it is worrying um, for Abbeydale as an independent business to see the kind of the way that the market's starting to show signs of consolidating. But then at the same time, it's something that as an independent business, you can make a bit of a opportunity out of you know we're lucky that we're lucky that we're working for a a brewery that's well established and can weather that sort of storm and can it has enough behind it to still compete a bit with the big boys in a way there are a lot of breweries that aren't in that fortunate position um and it will harden the market it will become more difficult for the smaller independent breweries and obviously remains to be seen what will come of that um but it's something that we've just got to kind of let roll out and you know as a paying customer you you know you you make up your own mind what you want to support so i feel like we should qualify we've got pre-buyout cannonball in our uh, yeah, yes, grand margaritas otherwise we have to channel <laughs> 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 i wonder how many people are currently at the minute pouring down the sink I'm not seeing, people I'm not made a big any. deal of doing that with beaver town beers didn't yeah. they yeah. and i think I think that's because it was probably the first time that it had happened to a, as craft a brewery as Beavertown yeah. were. Still got a big silly population of beer drinkers who would just automatically say silly well, things without considering I've got, it. I've got a question. What What's worse, um, Magic Rock or Beavertown? What's worse? Well, Beavertown because they're down south. Oh, <laughs> Magic, Rock, yeah, yeah. Magic Rock are in Yorkshire, so, so we're going to look after them. Minority yeah. state. I, I get the feeling that the backlash has been greater for Beavertown. Mm. Um, yeah, it has, yes. I, I don't particularly think there should be a backlash on either, but I can see why people do. Um, was um, Beaver Town just a bit too? Uh, it was. It was always trying to be a big brand. Magic Rocks kind of grown quite organically, yeah. um, and always stayed. It's felt to be always like quite a modest brewery. And, and, yeah. and, this, and, this is, and maybe that's because it's Huddersfield. And, <coughs> it could be, and, yeah. And, and the, there that. are limitations from being in Huddersfield, whereas that, that aren't there when you're in in London, but also. Plan ever make some big statements about being independent? Yeah, but, well. but, but, but it was the but, keynote from the the, yeah. the Beaver but, 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 but That was before. true at the time. That was true yeah. at the time, and it's yeah. not until but, somebody comes and offers you forty million quid that you change your mind. That's, people do that. I think that's what it? rubs people up a bit. Then it? it's kind of that like going back and forth. It, it feels to me on Beavertown though that, and, uh, uh, and I'm sure this is not true, but it seems that um, they've taken forty million quid and just said we're just going to build Beaver World, and, and don't seem to have done a great deal else um, yeah. since the, the, it's almost as if we'll take the money to build Beaver World and and it's not you not you not use Heineken though. distribution or anything like that I believe so but yeah. but it, they've it, got the, it um, seems that they've got the little brewery in the new Spur Stadium yeah. this yeah. week as well haven't they but yeah. I think that, that was, was signed up before and yeah, yeah. yeah it was a long yeah. time 
and and it's a natural progression for before. Tottenham Hill, Tottenham, well, and I'm sure, is there not a link between Heineken and the Tottenham Stadium as well that was there before, and that helped the, oh, right. uh, gather yeah. the. They own all the rest of the, the yeah. lines in the in the stadium. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. From Magic um, Rock point of view, I, I I agree with 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 Jim and Laura. Um, every business that sets up in the private sector uh, sets up to make money for themselves mm-hmm. and their, uh, their and look after their employees and yeah. the money for their family and everything else. Um, I'm not sure whether there are any UK breweries are not for profit and or charity based. Uh, Regather something like that, maybe it's locally. Jen, Jen Merrick, who used to be head brewer for Beavertown, is setting up a f- um, educational based and kind yeah. of vocational based yeah. brewery down down in, in yeah. London that that I believe is not a uh, not the University of Newcastle might have one as well, where yeah. it's re- reinvested. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, so I, I don't blame Magic Rock uh, for, for one millisecond, I think, really. I think as well, it's, you know, we're very much inside that beer bubble. Mm. So a lot of the people that we speak to about it are seeing it as a kind of doom and gloom thing, whereas mm. you know, I don't know what people... You know, people who would just go into a supermarket suddenly see Beaver Town and Magic Rock mm. and Thornbridge and things like that on the shelves... You know, that's that'd be a good thing. It might get them yeah. interested in new kinds of it's only, it's maybe they find their way to other yeah. well, It's only well, positive well, up to a point, I think. And once mm-hmm. the selection in a supermarket starts to compete with mm-hmm. uh, that of an independent business, it you can see but where it, which is another thing that's been we're in there. I know we're going to talk about supermarkets later, yeah. But I've got that. It is a full opportunity for every independent beer shop out there. The one thing that I find slightly galling on these takeovers is that, um, and I think it certainly happened on Magic Rock, and, and, and I'm pretty certain it happened on Four Pure as well, is that the, the current owners who have um, got their businesses to a ripe old level within the independent scene, um, both said that they, um, they've not said, we were offered too much money and we've taken it, thanks very much, we're a private sector business. It's, it, it, it's an awkward thing to say, that, isn't it? But they both said that they didn't think they had the skill set to take um, their business to the next level and it strikes me that the skill set that they've required to get their business from zero to where they are now is much greater than the next step um, in in in, yeah. in just increasing volumes so I find that slightly disingenuous whether it is or not and I'd rather them just say we were offered we were offered um, a, a serious amount of, of money we're, we're a private business we can't st- say no to it. We, we can't say no, yeah. but but what we can do, we can stay involved and, and really try and make sure that the new owners understand the ethos of the business and allow us to carry that ethos through mm. um, in, in, a, in an expanded style. That's something um, that I think Hawkshead have been quite clear on as well, is that they obviously took on a lot of investment a couple of years ago, mm. year or two ago now, and they've been quite open about the fact that in the kind of running of the brewery, they're left, yeah. not left to their own devices, but yeah. you know, they, they not, are supported they lead, they or they are trusted yeah. to continue doing what they were doing yeah. in their way with because the company that it's Hailwood Drinks, I think they're right. called, who are a kind of bigger general drinks brand, like they own a lot of gin companies, yeah. there's the importers for Lambrini and all that kind right. of thing. They've kind of looked at Hawkshead and gone, you know, they know beer, let's let them do beer, we'll just support them in this kind of yeah, you do know, get away with that. Do they get away with it? I, I never hear Hawkshead talked about in in no. in the same yeah. light. But they were they were never in the same kind of category. Were they? They were never yeah. at the same level as like yeah. Beaver Town and yeah. 
Magic Rock. The war on the West. It's, it's yeah. interesting. It's been an interesting week. Mm. Um, I'm going in the West Cockpit. I'm going to say we we we've got we're, we're 20 minutes in. We've not tried uh, we've not tried cocktail right, yet. Yeah. So we've had I've tried it. Cannonball, um, and I think yeah. we all. I mean, Cannonball is a beer that you know plenty of people will have had. We all know what it tastes like. So this is the how, what did you call it again? Sorry, the Grand Margarita. Ma- Margarita. Margarita. I think it's interesting that you couldn't get um, triple sec. Oh, for this cocktail, but you could have got the base beer from the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The first time I made this uh, was, um, and what also works really well, was with uh, punk IPA. Mm. Uh, just What's interesting is how much drier it is. It's as really a dry, isn't it? And you, it, the, the taste kind of almost cleaner. Like when you drink it, and there's no kind of aftertaste. It's just quite. It's quite. A swift experience. Because the idea for them was that you'd still be able to taste the beer in there. Mm. You can't. It's yeah, not supposed well. to you cover it up. It's just supposed to all kind of meld yeah. together. There's there's some sweetness in there as well, though, isn't it? That's that's kind of um, balanced it a bit. It's really interesting. So it's just um, it's well, they've got smaller ones, but to make one at home, it would be um, a shot of tequila. Um, 15 mils of Grand Marnier, uh, swirl it with a squeeze of lime juice uh, and some ice, uh, and then um, top it up with beer, about half a can. Very refreshing, would go well in mm. sunshine. It's boozy, but I suppose with all those ingredients. I think a beer drinker would quite yeah. like that, though, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would work, it's not actually. Like, that would work. It's yeah, if you like, mm. if you like your hoppy cocktail. I know when I'm going to drink a cocktail, and I do love cocktails myself. Strawberry daiquiri, clear winner, uh, and I'm going to drink that on a nice, gorgeous beach with a lovely sea breeze, and the sunshine's going to be out, and uh, there's a natural place for it. Where am I going to drink? Either geographically or physically, where am I going to drink a beer cocktail? Am I going to drink it in a pub? Is it a home? Is it a no. home thing? I can see something like. Um, Maybe like Peddler or something, having like a yeah. beer cocktail a, weekend or something like that. I think maybe it's like kind of these bars, well, as craft beer kind of comes more widely available, and the bars that never used to sell kind of good beer are selling it. So you've got a mix of people who don't really drink beer and people who drink cocktails. It might be like so could it fancier be somewhere, bars. Could, could someone like Botanist join a beer drinker yeah. by offering beer cocktail? Be I think they might do one. They do one already. So, and I think go. tap rooms as well is another good kind of option because if you have a brewery that has a tap room and you're wanting to entice people in that aren't necessarily just beer drinkers this yeah. is kind of like a nice way to still yeah, is, yeah. still put your product in front of them but yeah. offer something that they like. like brew york do it amazingly well um they've got a whole it's called the hop tail lounge um in their um in their beer hall um, it's absolutely gorgeous and the people who who uh, work there and run it you know have <coughs> put a lot of work into making the recipes absolutely spot on um, and putting as much effort into it as you would into yep. you know, into a cocktail bar. It's a great idea to do it as kind of like a secondary bar in somewhere, isn't it? Because it, it could also appeal to a different kind of drinker, but actually help, you know, whether it's like a group of friends or a couple or something, it really gives you like an extra option, an extra dimension than just a bar with just beer or a bar with just cocktails, something that does something different, I think it's gotta be it's gotta be applauded. Mm. And the more like I, I was saying at work the other day, you know like there's no musical riffs left now. Every musical rift possible has been done in a song. There there just aren't any left. 
it's going to happen that there are no combinations of beers left. There'll just be nothing that hasn't already been done. So we've got to come up with something else, and that's going to be maybe beer cocktails will be the next the next mm. big thing. Or ah. just or just beer. Just Sorry, Sean. Old, yeah, in uh, old beer. We'll I, I mean, I enjoyed that, but I. I so no, this this is the acid I'm enjoy, test. I'm genuinely enjoying it more this than is, the beer. This is the acid test, right? So, James, would you rather now be drinking the beer or the cocktail? The cocktail. Oh, I'm on the fence. I think I'm on the fence. Uh, Try out your beer for me. No, I don't know. I, I, cocktail. cocktail. I'm, I think I'm warming to it more than... More so instantly. Say cocktail and then I'm Instantly, probably beer, but that's just because I'm used to that. But I think... No, I've been I'm in a bit of it, I think, maybe. Well, I really, really like tequila. So, so, yeah. so hang on. I like the what did you decide on in the I'm still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what's Jim going for? Cocktail. 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 Yeah. So it's three against one at the moment. Based on the last can, the last can of Cannonball I had, which I, I actually didn't enjoy at all, I'm gonna I'm gonna go cocktail. Four too. one. Adam smashed it, Laura. It's used a ah. made-up story about not enjoying an old can of Cannonball. See, I was just see. thinking I should have maybe gone with the second cocktail first because it's a little bit lighter, and I was like, mm. uh, yeah. And uh, I've I've changed my mind now because I've fed you all tequila, and now. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay then. So uh, every glass is empty. Beer number That's two. Good. What is, what is uh, well? Uh, what is cocktail number two? Cocktail number two is a little bit of a twist on a sort of long gin Collins. Mm. Um, so gin is the base ingredient, uh, but then lengthened with uh, some grapefruit juice, a little bit of sugar syrup. And uh, a tropical beer. A tropical beer. Yeah. Um, does this one have a name? Because no. Margarita was quite good. Margarita was quite good, wasn't it? No. So that's pro- that's the extent of my. That can be the challenge for while we're drinking this. Is to uh, come up with a name for let's it. Name it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a tropical beer. Uh, what kind of thing are we talking? Proper fruity. Uh, yes. Although you can't. I've also made this drink with um, an IPA. Um, again, I used a fairly straightforward one. I've used Northern Monk New World IPA in this second cocktail as well, which worked well. Uh, I haven't made it with a fruit beer before. I just thought it would work well, so uh, okay. I guess we'll see. What Proof will be in the drink here. So uh, the beer, I've, I've kept it close to home. Uh, I've brought um, Abbeydale's Unbeliever, uh, the Guava Goes edition. I've not actually tried this beer yet, so I'm quite excited about this. Mm. This should be good. I had it this, this weekend in Manchester, actually. Oh, yeah? What did yeah. you think of it? Did you like yeah, it? it's good, yeah. Okay. Fort Street. Oh, yeah. Um, we shall uh, mix up cocktail number two, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a second. By the power of podcasting, we uh, it, it's only been a second while you've been listening, but in uh, in that time, we've got our second uh, beer cocktail and second beer ready. We've also had some um, some beer snacks which need um, they need mentioning because Sean, um, I, I've never actually One of seen. Best I've, ever had, yeah. I, I've never seen you so enthusiastic about anything. No. <laughs> so, um, tell tell dip, us about the snacks first. Dips dip should taste the dips, and that does. <laughs> So we've got two dips, both of which are from um, Melissa Cole's book, The the Beer Kitchen. Um, one of them is a hummus made with Hellas. 
and the other one is a black bean dip made with uh, an APA, but we use Heathen because we have it on plentiful supply. Mm-hmm. And sure, I mean, you know, you you have been proper wax lyric in there. Yeah, and I honestly didn't realise they've got beer in them. Uh, and I've just been trying those, so I'm even more impressed. Well, Literally yeah. beer snacks. Yeah, gorgeous. Brilliant. Get you drunk on hummus. Yeah. But tequila didn't do it, officer. <laughs> I now need to stop eating that. So is there, is there raw heathen in there? Raw heathen. Is there raw heathen? Yeah, yeah, it's it's got, it's pa- there's about six pints in that. Is there? Liter oh no. Have you got a spare bed? I said, have you had bed up? Right, so beer number two then is the uh, Unbeliever uh, Guava Goza edition. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And the cocktail version of it is that with some gin, gin, some grapefruit, pink grapefruit juice, and a little splash of grapefruit bitters as well. And a little splash of grapefruit bitters. Um, the I mean, Cannonball was a beer that we've all had. Yeah. This this is definitely one that I haven't had. Have you had it before, Adam? Yeah, I think I did at the weekend at um, Port Street. I'm pretty sure it was this one. Well, finishing the afternoon of the session, so it was a nice cleanser after a. Uh, an afternoon on the strong beers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It, what I like about it is the fact that it's just got that one very clear taste to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of sours now are kind of always a combination of two or three things. Or sometimes actually they're trying to be kind of a, a real kind of sour beer rather than just a sour sour. Um, this that. does the trick really, really well. Very it's good. It's got a lot of guava in it, but it turns out it's cheaper to buy a 210 kilogram catering drum of guava puree than it is to buy 50 kilo bag in box. So, it shines through. So the beer's very good. And I'm going to try the um, the cocktail version of it, which, by the way, yep. looks amazing. Yeah, it looks really pretty. You didn't mention it? the actual slice. Oh, that it smells it? so good. It really does. Oh, that. Ooh, that's that's nice. That it tastes a bit like a holiday, Ooh. doesn't it? It's not. It, it doesn't taste like it smells necessarily. I think. No, it smells quite zippy, but there's a softness to it when you drink yeah. it, like a, um, a, a, a yeah, calming softness. The, the grapefruit really comes through, doesn't it? Mm. But in a, wedgy, in a really <laughs> pleasant, pleasant way. Mm. That's very nice. Mm. And this is the first time mm. that you've tried doing this with a like a with a sour, sour beer, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it does work well with an IPA as that's well. Um, I think that's one of the things I really like about making these. You can just switch it up and try different things. And um, like I think there's a lot of people who say, "Oh, it's a waste of a beer," but actually, I don't think it is a waste of a beer. You know, you could easily, if you were if you were drinking a can on your yeah. own, firstly you could drink some of the beer by itself and make a cocktail with it. Yeah. That wouldn't be a problem. But also, I don't think you're taking anything away from the beer by doing this to it you just you're just drinking it in a different way and it's, it's fun and it's idea. fun and interesting yeah. mm-hmm. i know we're pretending to be a beer is beer earlier but it's just it's a you've good gone laugh. full circle yeah, yeah. it's a good laugh isn't mm-hmm. it yeah it's a you good proper laugh flipped one eight. we can all laugh at it <laughs> <laughs> i think it works brilliantly it's, it's distinctly mm. different to the beer as well yes it is yeah the first the, one i the, thought the connected two, more with the yeah. beer this one gives you the beer on the aroma but but then more of um, the grapefruit and that I think somehow there's, there's more salt in the cocktail there's yeah. more kind of the umami thing yeah. that you get mm. from the salt edition it just kind of adds to the 
hate the word, adds to the mouthfeel, but it kind of helps mm. bring it all together. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer that from the, so far. Yeah, that's, that's is that yeah, your that's cocktail a, of the night. Well, that's, that's, I realise I would do it there, so I can stop. But <laughs> so far, I prefer this one. Um, we've got to do the um, the Sean show of hands on this, haven't we? Um, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. What do you prefer, the beer or the cocktail, Sean? Oh. Um, I still prefer the beer. Cheers, Sean. Still yeah. prefer the beer. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sat on the Abbeydale side of the table. Did Jim? Did you brew the beer? <laughs> <laughs> this, might, this might sweat you. We are, uh, we are sat yeah. in your house. So, so you brewed the beer and, 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 Laura, and Laura made the cocktail. And a, and a so, little, so, no, uh, so bugging a little bit of pink grapefruit in your beer makes it better. What a shambles. But it's putting gin in it makes it better, Sean. It's all about the gin. So you've gone for the, the cocktail. I Laura? So. I don't really know because. Oh, so, sorry, drink, sorry, is this Adam? I've or drink, uh, has it gone to the wrong person? I've drank them both for. Uh, different occasions like I really like this beer because I think it's just a you know you can a sunny day crack one of them don't have to think about it yeah. too much release really at the perfect time of year February whereas this is the cocktail is a bit more complex but equally like I'd really enjoy sitting down with one of them in an I, yeah I, your evening is bang yeah. on Laura on that that's an yeah. evening it, the nice swimming pool nearby, lighting yeah. is beautiful. You can hear it's crickets sunset. in the background. Oh, yeah. swimming pools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just just like outside, day. we could do that now, Sean. That's a lot. I, did see, the, I did see the, the Caribbean table and chairs out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an antique. So, uh, so what's winning then so far? I'm lost actually. So what did you go for, Jim? Cocktail. Yeah, I think so. So beer Me one too. all, Laura, cocktail. Yeah, 2-1. Cocktail. Two all. Jimbo. Casting vote. Yeah. Like uh, the Speaker of the House last like night. Had to. I like them both, mm. but I've got to be honest, hands down, it is the beer. 3-2. Yeah, get it. It's an excellent beer. It's, it's an excellent mess beer. with it. I'll put loads of fruit I in it. I do really <laughs> like the cocktail as well. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying a, a guava goes is a beer. <laughs> Barely. I'm quite, quite fussy with my cocktail styles, so like, what, like a sort of a bitter, like a, an old-fashioned or I could... I could the bitters or something like that, um, but so that kind of suits me. It's quite, quite nice, nice bite to it. Yeah. But the beer's good. good. But the beer's good as well. Uh, so, question: Did everyone enjoy Sheffield Beer Week? We, we were obviously kind of getting excited about it last time when we recorded in the front of your shop, Sean. Um, you um, you were kind of out and about doing a couple of things for it. Did you? We, we uh, did the done? we did the one event. Yeah, we're in the middle of a um, a house move, and so well, that's complicated the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did the Wednesday night event at Shakespeare's Battle of the Beers and um, a, a simple um, assessment of the night is that um, it was four rounds, we went 3-0 up, I celebrated early, um, we won 3-1 and I got terribly pissed. I was going to say, let's talk about Thursday morning terribly yeah, rather than Wednesday yeah, night. Thursday morning was a can of Pepsi. I wanted Coke, but they didn't have it. And a well-done bacon sandwich. I was there on time and I worked all day. Adam at Shaky got in at 4am. Sorry, 5am. And uh, some other customers. Because I felt, because I don't remember much me after a night uh, on, on beer. And so I thought I was the only one, really, that had... Um, struggled a little bit late on but then another customer came in they'd been out all four 
another customer came in and had to have the day off work right well planned so that felt i felt much better <laughs> um but we, we won three one so we held we retained our trophy mm. and congrats um, thr- thr- thrashed them you temporarily lost your sultry tones, didn't you? You Crashed were quite gruff. I, I lost it. Well, were you there? No, I saw you next morning. Oh, right. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm always gruff in the morning. <laughs> I was walking past his uh, shop in the morning. With uh, on the night, yeah. It, uh, I wasn't gruff. I just I couldn't, I couldn't really speak properly <laughs> on the night. Terrible. At least you won. Congrats. We, we, Congrats. we won. Yeah. Um, Jim Law, obviously, you were at quite a bit of different stuff in the beer feast, which was uh, which was really good. Adam and I kind of talked about that on the um, on the half pint, but um, that was a cracking event. What else was kind of the highlights for for you guys? We had a lot of food on the Sunday, which was all great. We went for the uh, Sunday curry inspired roast at the Rutland Arms, which had sort of selected beers to pair with your Sunday dinner. That was great. And then in the evening, we went to uh, Burning Sky Food and Beer Pairing up at the Stag, which is the Thornbridge pub. Uh, excellent chefs up there. Um, really, really good food and uh, fantastic Burning Sky beers to go with them as well. So I think that was probably my highlight. Yeah. Also, with, with in terms of food and, and drinking, uh, on the Wednesday, we had Melissa Cole up at the Devonshire Cat doing a beer and food pairing with food again from the book which we didn't intend to to plan the the dips from the book and also to yeah, mention but, the but event it, but, but it's, it is it's, a beautiful plan it, yeah, yeah. But the book ended quite <laughs> yeah, nicely um so that event was good um but ended up going to the pub after then to the railway accidentally and we were both rough in the morning but at work on time. So, like, three <laughs> roughnesses. Any other roughness on the far side of the table? No, no. Was, no in, right. Well, we've talked about it, but um, absolute loss of my memory between oh, leaving in the feast and getting and, home. I know, and Chef we, 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 yeah. we swapped roles. I uh, normally yeah. don't remember anything after a certain time, slathering on people. Uh, mm. That's my role. I remember well, everything there, and I remember everything when I got home. I have no recollection of a taxi journey at all. So the, the, the chef we the promotes responsible drinking, and we've all been very responsible with the sounds of it. I did have two Aperol spritz immediately after leaving um, <laughs> the, the festival. Went downstairs to what's it called Pitcher House. Pitcher House smashed a glass. Did disappeared. You? Did you? Yeah. Bit of a hit and run because it's stuck through there and it quite put the glass down properly and it went. And it Were you trying to pinch it at the time? No, no, uh, no. There's yeah, a, there's a really funny uh, video that Adam showed me of himself <laughs> at his most drunk point, and you're watching this video and you could just you could put it on YouTube just with the title of "The Drunkest Man in the World Ever," right. and it would fit everything about that. The yeah. eyes are really droopy. Yeah. It's very slurry. Oh, the I arms see. are going yeah. all over the I place. It's very. Uh, it's very I only realised I sent it to like a group of people on, on like WhatsApp, and they were like. That video was funny. Like what? What video? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we all had a very good time. We um, should feel beer hard. I think um, I was actually trying to convince a group of people that we should try and um, troll camera to, to say that um, baby sham should be accepted as a perry. Um, because we're looking at what per- we're looking at baby it sham. Is a perry, yeah. That camera quite don't don't. It's not what don't, condition. Don't, don't, don't recognize it. But at the time, I thought it'd be quite. Who funny. owns baby sham? I'm sure they must have been bought by someone in the 70s, but will they have broken free and somebody re-bought the brand? Who owns Baby Sham? They could be a small independent outfit and were 
Fish. We've got any baby sham cocktails lined up tonight? Haven't we? Yeah, but we might have the last one in the baby sham glass. Yeah, that's Ooh, pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, what an answer um, that is. On so that yeah. subject, what is um, what is cocktail number three? Um, it's a bloody mary. All right, okay. With stout in it. So it's a, a stout bloody mary. Yeah. Stouty mary. Yeah. Which um, I, the, <laughs> 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 I know. Well, that's not bad. Well, no. The concept of this actually actually got me through a lot of Sheffield Beer Week because I had a very busy week. I was also in Liverpool for Seagull Beer Expo. Oh, some well, of it. I had a cold that I got rid of and that I've got back again. Um, and I saw Heather of the Rutland Arms on the Monday night and said such a busy week but I'm very much looking forward to my Sunday dinner at Rutland and she said I'll have a Bloody Mary with stout on it on the bar for you when you get there Laura Wow. so this what, one's for Heather what is the stout? it is the Colonel Imperial Brown Stout which is we're, a very well thought of stout isn't it? we've, we've just googled the Rutland's Lion and it seems that nine months ago Lion um, brought them 100% and the, I was actually going to joke saying is it the same company the independent Perry drinkers there's a, there's a lot of forum um, arguments about the, baby the UK craft sh- baby sham the shammers as they're known online wow you get trolled by a shammer you're, uh, you're yeah. in trouble we, but we, we didn't come up with a name by the way for cocktail number two uh, we, evening sunset evening sunset is yeah. that what we're going for that actually sounds like a real. Well, they were the words that came out of Laura's mouth. Right, it was perfect. <laughs> Evening sunset. Right, that's what we're going with. Okay, we will crack on. Uh, well, I say we will uh, watch Laura crack on with cocktail number three, and we'll be back in just a second. Magic of podcasting time. We are back, and uh, right, cocktail number three. I am so nervous about this. So this is this is a. We're calling it a Stouty Mary. Uh, it's a, a Bloody You're Mary. A <laughs> Do you not think that's a good name? <laughs> Everyone's looking at me like I'm an idiot. Um, it's a Bloody Mary with uh, the Colonel Imperial Brown Stout, which is 9.1%. I've never had a Bloody Mary before, ever in my life. I've always avoided it because it's like everything that I dislike. You still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had a bloody mary but you will have had a stouty mary a stouty mary sounds like someone who hangs up like who, who's always in the post office yeah. someone that lives in blackpool isn't it Stout, bloody stouty it mary sounds like a song by it looks like a... <laughs> oh which way we're we going here we're... come on jim jumping on sorry you have to critique the uh, the beer is on this all right the, be- <laughs> the beer is powerful yeah the beer is powerful the beer is dark I think is, this should work good. well mm. in a Bloody Mary. What does a... All right, okay, let, let me be fair. So why why would anyone normally drink a Bloody Mary? Because I just don't know. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> How does it cure a hangover? It just does, just does. Because it's all the vitamins of tomatoes with a bit of alcohol and then some nice layers of acids. And, and it's just nice. everything. And it's normally it's really a pretty colour. Talk me through... This is not a pretty colour. <laughs> so talk, talk me through this. So it is uh, vodka... Uh, tomato juice, Henderson's relish, Henderson's obvious. relish, yeah, oh yeah, Tabasco sauce, yeah, and nine point one percent brown stout. Yeah, normally I'm not going to do it because of the stout, but in a non-beery Bloody Mary, I would also add gherkin juice, celery, mm. oh, and, yeah, and, and a stick of celery. celery. 
Which I felt was Does the celery? Do you taste the celery in it? Because I know they put a celery stick in it. Is that, is, me, it just for, is that just <laughs> for sure? Sure. Sure. sure? I always you seem to know the about celery. Because if I'm feeling hungover, a nice little crunchy stick of celery sometimes. It's for texture, the celery. It's quite common. And to stir it. It's quite common for people it's, in Sheffield like... to put, a, put this in there. I think it's essential for people Which, is, which is a Henderson's relish. I don't, I don't like Henderson's relish. You're from Barnsley. And part you know of the reason why you are getting out of my house right now is yeah. because <laughs> why would you spoil a pie, like spoil a pie and peas with, with that? <laughs> spoil? Yeah. Why is she just, just spoiling it by not having it on? It's a disservice you to could, yourself. You could put some Henderson's relish on your on your ferret and everything. Lovely. No, I'd rather just have a bit of dripping. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. With a bit so of it, on top. Also... Full on, it just smells like cold soup. Kind yeah, of yeah, it is. That's fair. Fair description. Oh, so nervous about this. And so the, the reason we, we like kind it. of put stout on partially is as well because of the April's Fool's Day tweet from oh. Magic Rock. No. Northern Monk. That's the brewery oh, okay. mm. from Northern Monk oh, yeah. who um, had their oh, yeah, their sorry. Hendo's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hendo's yeah. Um, Bloody Mary Porter artwork, which was a very elaborate yeah, knock uh, like knock up. I can read. I think I tweeted that. So if anybody yeah. follows on Twitter, you know that. I was outraged actually because I would like to think that if Henderson's relish were going to do a beer, they wouldn't go to Leeds for it. Well, Leeds have planned it now. But also, do you think it looked like a can of Yorkshire's own? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Has anyone it. tried this? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. Great. Everybody's tried it. You haven't tried it. I have. You haven't. You're lying. Yes. You can get lost. It. It's really nice. Oh, so uh, right, okay, here we go. Put it down, James. <laughs> I can't believe he's drinking it. <laughs> None of us have had it. We haven't had it. It's awful, isn't it? That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> the worst cocktail you've ever had. I thought I was going to throw up then. So this is also made with a little touch of some... Something tastes a bit like, like garlicky. So it's a fermented <laughs> peach chilli sauce, ah. which also has some garlic in it. So, which I said to what, Jim, why did you wait until after I, I drank it before you started to tell me what the extra ingredients are? <laughs> I said to Jim, oh, also got some cat poo in it. In. <laughs> don't put the peach garlic thing in, I'm not sure it'll go. And Jim's like, oh, it's already it. in. I like this. I also so like much. this. I, this is, despite everything we've said, <laughs> it is a pretty accurate thing. The thing Bloody is, Mary. If you, yeah. the first time you have a, a normal Bloody Mary, though, it's texturally, like, it's sensorily quite unusual, isn't it? Because it's, it feels like you're. Drinking yeah, food. cold soup. Yeah, cold soup. Totally it's essentially gazpacho, but, but boozy. And as, as I sniff it, I don't know if I want to drink it or be sick in it. I don't know. And I think that's the point. If you can get through, <laughs> how does this help you with a hangover? If you can get through it, you've su- you've survived everything. If you can <laughs> yeah. process a bloody mary on a good, a hangover. can of cookies. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm vegetarian. Even I prefer your idea of a bacon sandwich and a can. Yeah. Of milk. Wow. Oh, we were doing these in Poland when we went. And just, you know, when you get a bre- breakfast coffee, you thought, yes, it's got a state, like a drink station. It had all this. Oh, James is really he's, suffering. He's keeping it down. <laughs> I'll just decide which way I'm going to vote on this one, all right? <laughs> um, does anyone have a better name than Stouty Mary? <laughs> it doesn't to have gone down that well. Um, Midnight nope. Sunset. <laughs> 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 no, time out. We're sticking Stouty with Stouty Mary. Mary. That's yeah. what I'm staying with then. Stouty Mary. Very fierce. Stouty Mary. Uh, right then, beer or cocktail, Adam? Cocktail. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Laura, beer or cocktail? I am actually going to go cocktail. I really like Bloody Mary's, but I don't think you should have put the garlic in. <laughs> Always put garlic in. Sean? 
It's a landslide for beer. Uh, that was the easiest of the night. Jim? Uh, cocktail, but maybe if I'd had a bigger, like, maybe if I settled in with that yeah, beer, so then could be won over. It's but, a great beer. But no cocktail. Right, okay. Uh, Sean, I'm with, you. I'm with you 100%. We've lost, <laughs> We've lost her. Um, and if yeah, this one was going to be Three, two for cocktail. A Bloody Mary isn't the most popular of cocktails. Am I sweating? I feel like I'm sweating. Are, <laughs> it's done weird things to me. I really don't know how I feel about it. I think it's Ooh. weird drinking them in the afternoon or evening. That's that's the only. It's weird drinking in the afternoon or evening. <laughs> Whatever time we're at, we're literally just leaving the morning. I think mean, sometimes have them when it's on a plane. For some reason yeah. they're just one of them but, weird but, options they have. But planes don't have a time. But they also like the, mm, the amount that you get. Time. The the ratios are awful. Like you get like the double sort of shot of vodka, and the little can of tomato. You just if you just pour it straight in, it's awful. Everything about that is just. Wrong. So where, where, if you need to be sick on a plane, where are you going to do it? There's no sick bags. bags. You don't get sick bags anymore. You've not done for years. Sort You're flying on Ryanair too much, buddy. I am. On the service <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, it's true. Posh Airlines, you still get it. A Bloody Mary is like the drinks equivalent of an olive. Like when you first have one, you're like, mm. I hate it. It's weird. I don't like it. Right. And what what it? No. That's like really interesting because yeah. I've I've for like thirty six years I've disliked olives, and in the last year, six months to a year, I've discovered olives and love them, and now I can't get enough olives. There you go, seventy two. Let's see. How long going to take? Green leaves in the Moor Market. He does beautiful stuffed olives. Does it? Magnificent. Don't do bloody marys. You it? get lots of freebies off him while you buy them. All right, okay, mm-hmm. deal. I'll introduce you. Done. Um, so that was. But can we call it bloody? What we're calling it? Stouty Mary. All right, not yeah. calling bloody, it bloody, bloody awful out. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not call not it bloody. Out. I, I'll, I'll vote Stouty for that. Mary's fine. Yeah. Stouty Mary, we're going with. Yeah. Uh, we've got one more then, um, which is. We've got a choice on the last one. We've got a choice. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's going to involve vodka and Kahlua. We can either go with one of the cocktails that really got me thinking, these are amazing, this is something I want to play around with myself, which was uh, Brew York do a Tonkoko White Russian. So I've got some Tonkoko Milk Stout uh, from Brew York to attempt to recreate that, but I fear I can't quite do it justice. Or uh, we can go a little bit shorter and we can have an espresso martini with some uh, fine ales in the Mullen Mills and Hills. Oh, and if you want... They sound good. We can go espresso martini with Mills and Hills, drink a bit, and then be top it really the top off the cuff and put some uh, whole milk in it and turn it into a right sort of a white Russian halfway through. I would, of those options, mm-hmm. I would vote for the uh, Tonkoko white Russian. I think me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like Tonkoko. I'm sure, and uh, as it's a nod to Brew York, it's where it's where, it's where the idea comes from. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, it is sure. the, even though you tried to sell us the other one. No, I'm, it's just because <coughs> I'm sure you've talked about it a few times. I honestly I feel like I've never, I've, it's one of my top five moments in life when I went to Brew York's birthday party, which was pretty much exactly a year ago. Actually, their birthday weekend is this weekend, and I had a Tonkoko White Russian, and I was very joyous. 
<laughs> we're going to go with Tom Coco Call them down the scene and let's get these for, uh, for number four. We'll be back with that in just a sec. complete uh, revelation during that short break there that uh, I didn't realise that a white Russian, I mean I suppose white should give me some clue uh, but it's made with milk which I'm not a fan of so mine is kind of not quite white, it's kind of an off brown <laughs> Russian <laughs> that I've got because uh, I for a minimal amount of uh, milk the rest of you do have a proper um, Tonkoko white Russian which looks great it does look say. great, yeah we've already said that it looks just like um, an Irish cream. Can we, can we say Bailey's? We can, can't we? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, just like it. If they want to send us a bottle for the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what, what's in it again? Remind us. So it's vodka, mm-hmm. Russian standard, for anyone who's interested. Uh, Kahlua, uh, a dash of cocoa bitters, milk, and uh, Brew York's Tom Cocoa Stout. Is Kahlua a coconut? No, it's coffee with coffee. straw. Um, I did say as well before we drink these that the Brew York version is made with their Imperial Ton Cocoa. I didn't have any of that. I just had normal Ton Cocoa. So we've got a slightly less robust beer in here, but hopefully it will be just as tasty. I assume the difference between them is just the percentage, is it? Um, and it's a bit more fuller flavoured as well, right. the Imperial okay. one. It's a bit, a bit bolder. So it's it is basically a stout made with a tonka bean. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about tonka bean a couple of times, haven't we? We we had a bit of a moment, um, mm. pouring over tonka bean not not long back, I think, on the uh, on the Valentine's edition. Um, the beer is excellent. Beer is really good. So four point three percent. Yeah. All right. Wow. I didn't expect it to be, to be that. It's almost rare nowadays that you get, like, craft stouts that are less than. Six seven percent, mm. isn't it? It's a real rarity. It's one of my absolute favourite beers. This, mm. um, I can see why. Yeah, it's, it's very Moorish. Yeah, mm. I think I actually also prefer the um, the general Tom Coco version to some of the stronger ones because I enjoy the stronger ones, but they're not they're not quite as drinky a beer if you know what yeah, I mean. You, yeah. know, you wouldn't just sit and quaff your way through one. Whereas this, I think, it still tastes like Tonka, but it's Really, really drinkable. So we're going Tonkoko White Russian is the name. No, no yeah. advance on that. What happened with that? Yeah, apologies to Brew York for stealing your recipe, but full credit given. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Sean's about to try his. Yeah, I've tried the. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Tonkoko <laughs> in its own right, and I, uh, yeah, this looks, Charles looks like a Bailey's. I'm, it? Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm hoping it tastes like that. I know it won't. Ooh. That doesn't taste anything like I thought it was going to taste. Oh, bloody hell, that's good. That does taste nice, yeah. I'll tell you what that tastes like. It tastes like... It's nearly painless. It tastes like um, the milk out your bottom of your cocoa pops. Mm. It does taste like that. (laughs) It's like slightly sweet, slightly brown, tinge to it. That's moorish, yeah. Doesn't really taste That's like Moorish. Want to keep drinking that? Mm. It almost feels like this is one of the least boozy of the ones that mm. we've yeah. had. Yeah. Actually, it's the taste rather than the alcohol that, especially compared to what we just had in the uh, with but the stout, the stouty really, Mary. Yours hasn't really even got any milk in it to disguise it. So, yours is literally booze with a splash. 
teeny tiny splash that, of milk. That, is, that is delicious. Clear, clear <laughs> cocktail winner for the night. Really? Yeah, so you're better going, than the beer. You're going cocktail better my than the beer. My first cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. What are you going, Adam? Uh, Favourite, that, the cocktail. The cocktail. I, I, I like the beer, but I, I do. I actually prefer the, the slightly stronger one, the Imperial one. Just think it has a bit more... I'm just purely because I'm not a fan of milk. I'm going to vote for the beer. Um, Laura, I like both, but because it's one of the things that made me think beer cocktails could really work as a concept, I'm going to go for the cocktail. I'm already thinking that's three of the cocktails that have won. Is that all the cocktails that have won? Mm, Hence the beers. That really was delicious. I think against all odds, it might be all the cocktails. I was really not expecting it because I know you were like, I think I've warmed you up to the idea of beer cocktail yeah, a little bit over the months. No, but but when I first mentioned it, there were a lot we're, of. We're, we're eh. three hardened. And I can completely see why because it is a bit of a strange <clears throat> concept. But I love it though. I think it's I think, Like it's I said, it's, it's, it's kind of thinking about it in a way that's adding to your beer and making a different <clears throat> use out of your beer. Rather than seeing it as something that's taking anything away from the beer. Rather than a beer of the night, we've got like drink of the night. So we've got eight things to pick from. So we're having to think about that. Um, before we do that, then I think it's only right that we talk about the other big thing that's been going on in the beer world in the last... Uh, well, it kind of came to light actually, didn't it? About, about a week ago is when people start talking about it, which is the new range of... Um, beers that have gone into Tesco. Um, Sean, it only kind of feels right to ask you about this first as someone that owns a beer shop. Um, what I, I, I saw on a Facebook forum the other day someone saying um, RIP independent beer shops after going to Tesco and doing a bit of a shop. Um, what's your That's kind stupid. of... What's your take on this? Um, to see everything as an opportunity. Um Tesco's, what, twice a year do a bit of a, a, a craft beer launch. They can't compete with independence. Tesco cannot compete on anything to do with range, anything to do with customer service. And the only thing they can compete on is price. And as we, we all know, we're occasionally motivated by price. But um, um, at plenty of occasions, we're, we're, we're to- totally the opposite. So um, I used to shop in supermarkets. I used to buy three for a fiver, Harvey's Pale and Golden Pippin uh, from uh, um, Copper, Dragon. Copper Dragon. And um, I think that lots of people start at that point and progress. I ended up going from Tesco three for a fiver to driving an hour through to House of Trembling Madness in York uh, to get the Colonel Pales. And I think a lot of people go on that path. So I, I'd rather see it as an opportunity. Tesco... Um, have lots of non um, sort of to call it craft is perhaps wrong but to, to get the emphasis across I'll call it craft there are plenty of non craft beer drinkers who go in there and buy um, cases of Budweiser and cases of Stella and so on and if Punk and or Cannonball and or um, any of the other beers that they're stocking can drag some of those drinkers just across create an interest create a pricing point that they can access uh, if you start supping cannonball regularly and enjoying it, then the inevitable end game is is to go to independent beer shops mm-hmm. and um, and and grab the rest of the beers that are out there. So see it very much as an opportunity. See it as a starting point for lots of drinkers. Don't mind at all that Tesco's uh, have uh, uh, have got the range in, but uh, 
they, they do struggle to compete and they've had difficulties um, in, in maintaining stocks over the last week but they, they, they can't compete on range I'd rather be confident and bullish um, than roll over and give it the old RIP um, so I'd, ra I'd rather grab it as an opportunity and that's, that's exactly what we'll do and I think um, any beer shop that's got um, that mentality will succeed um, I'm happy to take them on and, 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 and fight them a little bit yeah. go for it good stuff brilliant right okay so what are the odds of us actually getting a winner from we've got eight with there's four of us we've got eight drinks to pick from easy winner for me uh, well alright I'll start this off then because I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with a beer and I'm going to go with the Unbeliever Guava which I thought was beautiful um, Laura this is hard for you because it is hard for me. Four of your kind of creations, but yeah. four great beers as well. I think I'm going to go for the first cocktail, the Cannonball Grand Margarita, Margarita. and I'm picking that because I think it was the cocktail that best showcased the beer, whilst being more than just the beer, if that makes sense. Uh, so. And it was boozy, and I like boozy. So I'm going to pick I that think, one. I think you're right that, that that beer did reveal itself more than in any of the uh, any of the other cocktails. Okay, sure. Um, the last one. So I did get tons of the Tonkoko uh, ton in it, uh, but I'm on, I'm on very small portions anyway. Um, <coughs> creamy, smooth, Moorish, easy to drink. Little bit of sparkle again, a little bit of fizz from the beer that's gone in there. Carbonation, um, I could drink that uh, regularly and, um, and more of it. Brilliant. Cheers, Laura. So we've got what was it called three, again? That last three, one? Three votes. So that was. Must get yourself to Brew York and have a, a, a yeah, you see, one. Yeah, you see, we've Make been twice, but I, I just suck beer while I was so th three votes of cocktail for, for, for vastly different, um, vastly different drinks. I'm picking one of those three. Oh right, so there's gonna be a winner. Oh. I'm picking this this Tonkoko White Russian. Why? I'd, I'd really like to try it with a stronger one of the stronger versions though, mm. just to get a bit more of that flavour. More beer flavour. But I think it it's so well it reveals, balanced. Yeah, yeah. Especially after kind of. We've had an evening of quite very different, varied drinks. Now thinking that finishing on something like that might do my stomach in, but that's really soothed it and sort, mm. of, sort of smoothed out all those flavours. Well, where, so where is your bloody Mary, Adam? Uh, yeah, where did that go? Mm. You did not. I don't care for it. <laughs> Can we turn to it if you want? Yeah, I'll leave it for Jim. Um... <coughs> Jim has left us, so um, that is the, the four votes cast. Uh, I think he would have gone for that. That's the way. I think he'd have gone for the Tom Coco. Yeah. Only one vote for a beer then. Thanks for letting me run riot with my hairbrain scheme. No, it's good. I think that's good. That's good work. I kind of feel like what we should do is do some like some little sort of very brief recipes that we'll stick on with the with the show notes on this one. So if anyone wants to know kind of what you use to. To make them and have their own go at it, then yeah, um, with Mills's permission, the on, uh, the dip recipes could also be. And we'd also could, like to hear also be Oh, hang on, this is legal minefield. This, what are you doing? Well, Jim and Laura know, so that's okay. <laughs> you met her, didn't you? So. 
It'll be interesting okay, to see if anybody's got. Let's send us their. Uh, yeah, their that version. Their we could do that. Let's, let's do that then. Let's let's create a few more and let's do this again in a few months and see what what other recipes we can get together in that time. Uh, we're going to be back in May. We don't really know where. We're going to do something that's kind of early summer esque, um, and all will be revealed. Um, in the um, in the next few weeks, but um, thank do we, you, Laura. Do, do we know where, and we're pretending that we don't? No, we really All don't. Right, know we where. don't know where. No. I thought we were going to a park. Well, we were going to a park. A other than um, <laughs> I, we're going to talk about this off air, Sean. <laughs> All right. Other than slight logistic problems and the fact that parks are quite noisy. Right. Um, so um, we'll Probably yeah. So. I mean, we we might be in a park. We might not. I guess you'll find out in a month's in a month's time. <laughs> Um, I want to finish just by saying a big uh, thank you and well done to Laura for her um, oh, amazing creations tonight. So well done. Cheers, Laura. And, um, and we'll see you in May. <laughs>